You are listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast exploring scripture with Dr. T. Michael W. Halcombe and Dr. Frederick J. Long. Welcome and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Proof Text. I am Michael Halcombe, and in this episode, I'm thinking about three things that I want to share with you. And the first is a big announcement. The big announcement, should I say it first or should I do it last? Now, the first is a big announcement, and it's this. It's that Proof Text is scaling up. We're leveling up. We're actually taking the podcast to seven days a week. Originally, we started it was just once a week, and then it grew to twice a week, and then it grew to several times a week, and then to six days a week. And now, with the start of March 2023, we're moving to seven days a week. So we're going to keep bringing you the same regular programming uh, Monday through Saturday. But on Sundays, we're going to start running a new series by none other than Dr. Frederick J. Long himself, the host of Greek Matters. So he's going to be talking about all things Greek in these podcasts. Excellent lessons. You're going to love them. Some of the early things like what is love? He's going to look in depth at Ephesians. He looks at Romans. He's got some great stuff coming down the pipeline, but we're scaling this podcast up. And uh, yeah, we're excited about that. Seven days a week, you can get proof text now. So we're stoked. Share the news. Help spread the word. If you got anything you want to you want to hear us talk about, if you want to hear a segment created or episodes on something, let us know. Reach out to us, editors at glossahouse.com. Editors at glossahouse.com. So again, the big announcement, proof text going seven days a week starting this week, March, the first week of March, 2023. All right. The second thing that I'm thinking about is evangelism in the early church. Now, this wasn't anything really like what we would consider evangelism in the United States in the last few decades. This idea of handing out tracts or standing on the corner with signs or a bullhorn or anything like that. Uh, In the first two, three, four centuries of the church, really, evangelism was done by two primary means. One, being a good neighbor, and two, being a good citizen. So if your neighbor comes over to ask for sugar, hey, you share the sugar that you have in your cabinets with them. Uh, You share your food with them. You be a good neighbor. You help them when they're in need, and you be a good citizen. And when people see you being a good neighbor and a good citizen, uh, they'll notice something's different about you and they'll be curious about that. And uh, perhaps they'll ask, perhaps they'll inquire, perhaps they'll want to imitate that, perhaps they'll want it for themselves. But that's how evangelism chiefly was done. Also in the early church, there wasn't this mentality of let's change the world. You know, I need to change the world. We need to be world changers, blah, blah, blah. Always about the world. No, no. It was very localized, very small scale. Again, be a good neighbor where you're at. Be a good citizen where you're at. Right. So it wasn't about being a world changer. In fact, in the early church, uh, they had esteemed the virtue of patience like no other. And they believed that God, too, was patient. And that's where they got the virtue from. And so they didn't feel like they had to go out and change the world. There was not this constant call like in our society to go change the world. By the way, isn't that just too much pressure pressure to change the world? Nah, 
Wherever you are, be all there, as Jim Elliott once said. Wherever you are, be all there. Be local. Be in your neighborhood. Be uh, in your local church, in your local congregation. Work on a local level and let change happen through you there. But again, they in the early church, they believed that you know God in time was going to make everything right, and God in time was going to establish his peace and his rule. And as N.T. Wright's fond of saying, set everything to rights. And one really good place that you can read much more in depth on what I'm talking about is in a book by Alan Kreider. Uh, he's a Mennonite theologian titled The Patient Ferment of the Early Church. Alan Kreider's the patient ferment of the early church. I heartily commend this book to you and uh, think that you should get yourself a copy and read it. And the third thing that I'm thinking about is just biblical words and particularly biblical word searching. And you've heard me mention on the podcast in the last several months, stepbible.org. There's a really cool feature. If you go on there, you can search for any word in any version. You can do it in Greek or Hebrew or English or whatever. Just go to stepbible.org and on your front page, what you're going to find uh, right near the top under the step logo is the Bible translation. It starts with the ESV, your biblical verse references, chapter, book, chapter, verse references, and then a little search icon. Click that search the Bible icon and then enter your search word. For example, if I entered the word cat, well, it would show me uh, places in the Bible if those existed where cat would show up. No, I'm not sure that the word cat actually shows up in scripture, but uh, you can search for any word that you want. So this is super, super powerful. And again, you can do it in Greek or Hebrew and it's lightning fast. So I'm becoming a huge fan of Step Bible and more and more and more I'm working it into my sermon habit, my sermon preparation habits and uh, my study habits. Stepbible.org. So much good stuff there and it's all free. So those are the three things that I'm thinking about. The podcast is now going to start going seven days a week and uh, the patient ferment of the early church. Uh, that we just need to be good neighbors and good citizens and be patient. God will work it out. We don't have to force things. We don't have to be world changers. Let's be wherever we are. Let's be all there. And searching, searching up biblical words uh, in stepbible.org. Yeah, so those are three things I'm thinking about. And I hope that helps. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glossa House can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glossa House offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glossahouse.com today. Glossa House, language resources for the global community.